Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the latest Energize Six Nations Rugby Special. I'm here with a man dressed in green. His name is Ross Cowbell. Roscoe, welcome, welcome to the show, man. Come the day and come the hour, come the Energize podcast. Think they'll let me sing at the next Aviva game? Obviously, man. Obviously. Especially the stuff you've been doing this week. Swimming, playing in golf and football. Yeah, I'm trying to try my hand at his new career. New career, man. New career. Every day, a new thing. Fair play to you, man. N- new day, new me. Yeah. But, uh, Ross, we're both here wearing green. Yeah. Supporting the boys in green. Um, Where do you want to start here in this show? Because, obviously, this is the fourth part of the Six Nations series. Uh, Ireland are actually coming third. We originally thought that Ireland would go for a Grand Slam. Especially you, man. You were... Uh, you were I was already, all about it. You already had... You, got, you have the 2019 Grand Slam winners, Ireland tattooed already so don't show anyone that yet but um where do you want to start man um do you want to go back over everything or yeah, do you want to look we'll, we'll have a look we'll have a look game by game yeah. and see how things have gone on yeah because i don't really want to start in that last result against italy but uh okay let's start from the beginning then obviously you went to the game Ireland were defeated by england and um, this was a terrible way to start things but um yeah but sometimes you have to take reality check every now and then and i think that's what this six nations has been for Ireland. Um, a lot of the fan base, ourselves included, were going into this Six Nations. Uh, we thought Ireland were unbeatable. We thought yeah. they were, you know, the Muhammad Ali of rugby teams, the huh. the John Jones, the, you know, Lionel Messi of rugby teams. We thought we were by far the best. We did. Uh, people were doing, you know, World 15s. They're picking their best 15 out of every every team in the world. And like seven and eight Irish players were getting into every team. Yeah, so we weren't alone there, man. No. No, all the pundits and all were saying that this Irish team is the best team that I've seen in a long time. Brian O'Driscoll was even saying it, and he's played in some great Irish teams. Yeah, well, we were going exactly by what we had seen on the screen as well, you know? Yeah, well, we we just watched us beat the, beat the All Blacks. Yeah. You know what I mean? So What a day that was, man. That was a good that, day. That was outrageous. That was a good day. Is Now, the question is, is that going to be the pinnacle of Irish rugby? You know what I mean? Very well. Do you, remember we beat, do you remember we beat New Zealand? Where were you when? Where are you win, yeah? Uh, it's a bit like 90,000 people said they were in the Aviva Stadium <laughs> that day. <laughs> um, but look, England came out and they were far better on the day. England, they were much better on the day. England were ready to uh, rock. And you know what? A few teams since have tried the same technique. Scotland tried the same technique against since. They did. Uh, Wales did. They come out strong, hardened uh, at, the, at the start of each game. And they were fast and throw that kick out or that uh, drop off deep down into our 22 and they attack us straight away England were on the score sheet within what three minutes it was frighteningly fast and Ireland just have to realise that like that's a hole in their game and they need to adjust to it do you think this comes down to Schmidt being like here I'm leaving potentially so I, don't, um, I honestly don't think we'd be this bad if Schmidt was staying potentially so I think uh, obviously there's a bit of disarray in the camp well it has to be um, something you know what I mean it can't the, the, this is not, they're, they're all not, like for instance there, Johnny Sexton coming off there a couple of weeks ago against Italy. He was like, fuck's sake. Yeah. Did you ever see him? Yeah, he was like, he was like, he was like, catch the ball. Jonathan, don't curse on TV. Fuck's sake, Jonathan. Yeah, he, he, he was getting, he was getting freaked. I think we had no, nine knock-ons against Italy. Yeah. Well, at least it shows they care. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, no, for, Sexton is extraordinarily frustrated. Murray's not had the best Six Nations either. Um, yeah, like but he's coming box, off a big injury kick, as well. His box kicks were getting boxed down against Scotland. Which is like something very, very rare. Um, you know, people are dropping passes. Like Stockdale dropped like some very easy passes against Italy. Um, 
Keith Earls has looked incredible. Good few injuries as well. You know what I mean? We just don't look as solid as we did this time 12 months ago. Yeah. I don't want to be negative, but like... No. Do you think last year was our year? Yeah. And this year... Well, who knows? Like, the World Cup's going to be in September and it's going to be a different gravy altogether. Obviously, um, it was... The Scotland game was a lot better. There was some shaky moments in it, but we got the job done. And at the end of the day, the Italian game wasn't pretty in any way, but our goal was to go over to Italy, score four tries, and come back with a win. And that's what we did. That's the thing. Do you think... Okay, obviously, we thought we were going to win the Grand Slam. I think everyone did. Even the, the proper journalists that were all over Ireland saying that Ireland were going to win it but um, we come off that loss that loss was bigger than a, just a loss that wasn't just a that wasn't like first of all losing against England like, like and everyone was like Ireland are going to win the World Cup this year you know yeah and I don't think I, I don't think it did any justice having Ireland versus England the first game in Six Nations as well like I think everyone was like look forward to last year it was the it was the final game and I don't think anyone ever goes, Ireland, England, what a way to open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although it, it was a big game to open it. I know, 100%. But it's it's almost like playing the FA Cup final first and then you play the semi-final and, and the quarter-final. It was, so. yeah. The, the, like, the thing is, that, that loss, yes, it did affect Ireland team a lot. And also, England obviously got the bonus point as well. So they were flying, literally. Yeah. But then when we all went over to Edinburgh for the second game, the, the, the Irish team did not seem that derailed. You know what I mean? It's not no. as if we were terrible then. No. If you were to rank the three games and how we played, it would obviously be play the best Scottish game. Yeah. Probably set the next best in the Italian game and then the English game. You yeah. know what I mean? But in fairness, England didn't let us play. So it was slightly different. As opposed to in the Italian game, we were the, by far the better side, but we couldn't string it together. And that's what worries me, not stringing it together. Yeah. A lot of guys got got the chance there. Obviously, we beat Scotland when we were away because it's because obviously we were in the crowd. The, the lads were like, "Here, we have to win for energized." But uh, and Jeez, they didn't say that against England. No, I didn't, no, because they didn't because we weren't in the crowd. Well, I was. You were in the crowd, but they're like, "Ah, oh, here, we may as well lose because Baz isn't here." You know that that absolutely dope. But Baz, uh, have you ever have you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen the Irish rugby team lose live? I don't think you have, have you? No, I don't think so. Right, I'll just bring you to all the games going no. forward. Do you remember we went to like nearly all the Leinster games and they won so many times and then the last one we went to, they lost. Oh, against Scarlet. Yeah. yeah, and we were like, it was almost like, I don't know, give it five minutes and they'll be winning. Yeah, and it just yeah. never happened. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, obviously they beat Scotland and then the Italy game, man. A lot of new faces in the team. I, I was quite excited seeing some of these players come in, like yeah. obviously Alton Dillon coming in. Um, Jack Harty came on. A little half. For made his sexy. debut, yeah. Look, it's good to see these young guys get a run out. It's, it's almost unfortunate that there's not more games throughout the year. I almost think Ireland oh, no. should set up games against sort of your, your Georgia and Romania and those weaker sides. Just how some of the younger talent can be given that chance to get a senior cap. Yeah, but the problem is the sport is so physical. Do you know what I mean? Hence, look at the NFL. There's only, what, like 16 games compared to basketball where there's like 80-something. And the rest. And yeah. Change. 100%. But I think there needs to be almost... You know what there almost needs to be? There almost needs to be... Uh, they need to stop playing the... See the way like the Lancer games continue going while the Six Nations are on? Yeah. They need to stop doing that and almost have like a B-team Six Nations. And with a B-team Six Nations, all the other teams come in and then you also have... Maybe you add Georgia, you add Spain, you add those other teams in. 
Yeah, but then we'd be out there hockeying them, you know? Because people are already oh, no, giving they're out. They're never going to get better unless they play against us. Yeah, but they're, then they're better off playing in, oh, no, oh, who, Georgia and all. Yeah. Sure, they don't give it. The, the likes of England, Scotland, Ireland, France, they don't care about them. No, but I'm saying there should be, like, a second-tier Six Nations. Yeah, oh, yeah. like, the, yeah. a second-string Ireland team gets picked, if that makes sense. And then it gives oh, these guys okay. a chance. So you mean there should be in. a Six Nations and then a B yeah. Six Nations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not bad. And then, like, actually, yeah. you add in your Georgia, you add in Spain, you add in Romania, these other countries who want to play. And then, if you want, if America and Canada want to come over and play, let them play. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's these few more international rugby games in the year, I think. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like many people actually overly care about, like, like that most of the fans only really care about the senior team. Like yeah. They're not really looking at a. The, the B teams are playing as well. They're, I know it's not an actual Six Nations thing, but people aren't, they're not clamoring to pay for the tickets to that. They want their two tickets at home this year against England, against France, and that's their fill. Yeah, yeah, that's their fill. You know what I mean? They want the Super Bowl. Yeah, but, they uh, don't care about the build-up. We, we, don't, we don't necessarily have to have it in the Viva. I mean, you go down to Tone Park and you line out a team of, you know, Kilcoyne, Crone, and you know what I mean? You have Joey Carberry starting now half young. People will still pay to see that. You know what I mean? Oh, no, they definitely would, yeah. They definitely would. Well, the, the diehard fans would, yeah. you know. The people who are supporting the women's team. Shout out to the women's team. They're playing this Saturday. They're playing in the Energy, Energia Stadium. Yeah. yeah. And then also, shout out to the Irish under-20s team. They're actually winning the Six Nations so far. They're playing out in Cork. Cork That's who I meant we're going to win the Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, fair play to them. The under-20s this year are doing way better than they did last year. Yeah, and there's a few local lads who are uh, running them up as yeah, well. the captain, Hawkshaw. Yeah. Hawkshaw. Hawkshaw. Yeah. Yeah, he's the captain, yeah. Yeah. He's from the, new the new Henshaw. The new Henshaw. Hawkshaw. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, what do you mean? Like, this is so disappointing, this Six Nations, man. Yeah. It's actually like, it's like, oh. You know what I mean? It's, it, like, it's, it's like, it's like, it's a loss is luster after we lost the first game. Yeah. It's like when we lost For the first game in Scotland. Yeah. It's almost like we got catfished. We were like, it was like, Baz, are you going to Japan? I was like, man, I've already bought my ticket for the World yeah. Cup. And then it's like, oh, no, we're actually, that Italy, that Italy game made me really go, oh, shit. It also took like an edge off our Edinburgh trip as well. As in like, we would have been like, although we probably would have been like a bit more like ruder to the Scottish people. Like, yeah, we're the best. No, that's you, man. I wouldn't do that. Well, rubbing rub in their faces. Well, no, not, not necessarily rubbing their face, but more so like, no one could like derail, derail us because a few people were like, "Yeah, where were you against England last week?" It's like, "Don't mind that, yeah." Fire yeah. <laughs> that game. We beat New Zealand this year. Yeah, but uh, do you know who actually got a bit over cocky? I think England when they yeah. took on Wales, they went ahead obviously, and then Wales like turned it around and beat them twenty one thirteen. Yeah, England were flying ahead as well. They were. In- England are looking very, very good. They're looking very, very dangerous. They're definitely the number one contenders from the Northern Hemisphere for the World Cup now. Uh, in my opinion, they've overtaken Ireland in terms of challenging for the actual World Cup. Uh, England? Yeah. Um, just that that performance was out of this world. Uh, although they're in a very hard group for the World Cup, which doesn't really play into their favour. So, look. I still think England are probably the best team in the Six Nations, even though Wales beat them. But that was some performance from Wales. It was. I feel like that was sort of it, that was sort of it as opposed to I feel like the English got up on their high horse after beating Ireland. Yeah, they did. And then you can't blame them though. Yeah, oh no, one hundred percent not. Uh, but look, Wales were fantastic in that game. 
There's just something about Wales where I go, they look like they have a few chinks in their armour still. Yeah, I don't think the squad is that deep as no. well. I don't think their front five is, is is as good as the Irish and English front five. But they have some brilliant players like Liam Williams, uh, Jonathan Davies in the centre. Um, like uh, Alan uh, Jones, uh, he's never going to retire. Yeah, what an absolute legend. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't remember what the... Oh, your, your man's name escapes the number eight with the dreadlocks oh, he was brilliant as well uh, Navid or, or his name escaped me at the moment but like Wales look like they're on for the Grand Slam still which I think people are almost underestimating but they have to play Scotland and then they have to play Ireland which is like they're never two guaranteed wins because Scotland-Wales always a big rivalry and then obviously Ireland-Wales always a big rivalry yeah I wonder what the media is like over in Wales just surrounding that because the, the Six Nations chat has sort of died off here as in like the interest has sort of died off yeah well maybe, maybe because we've only had one game at home and it let everyone mm. down and you know I mean then we went away twice and won but like, well, it's really going to liven up this weekend I wonder what's going to happen yeah well Gavin Henson did say that the team weren't very talented he was just a bit disappointed about that but other than that uh, <laughs> look if I if I was a Welsh fan I'd be very happy happy about how they're going on Oh, George North is another person who is an absolute monster on the wing. Yeah, he's quality, yeah. Yeah, so, like, look, I'll be excited to see how they get on. Um, it's sort of weird, because, like, when we're over in Scotland, I loved all the Scottish fans, but I sort of want Wales to win anyway, because if they're going to beat Ireland last day, which I hope they won't, I want them to win the championship over England. Yeah, I get you, yeah. I'll just look at the table now, Ross. Right? First of all, Wales are winning it with 12 points. England are coming second with 10 points. Ireland are coming third with 9 points. France are coming fourth with six points. Scotland fifth with five points. And Italy sixth with zero points. Um, yeah, Wales are winning it. They have no bonus points. Whereas England actually have two. And Ireland have one. So uh, it's 12 points to Wales, 10 points to England, nine points to Ireland. Ross, it just, just shows that bonus points uh, system has really come into play. Yeah. Um. Look, for Ireland to win the championship, they need to beat France by bonus points. And then probably beat Wales by bonus points as well. Uh, yeah, they need to run in the tries. Definitely, yeah. Um, do, and you then, do you think it's a good thing the way Ireland aren't playing until Sunday? And then, obviously, Scotland are taking on Wales on Saturday at a quarter past two. England are taking on Italy at a quarter past uh, quarter to five on Saturday. So, Ireland get to see what the real story is. Because uh, Schmitty's going to have to go in and be like, lads, we need a bonus point here. And, obviously, the Aviva is rocking any time the Six Nations is on. You know yeah, I mean? definitely. Uh, it's a different animal that... Those Irish fans for a game. Look, Ireland have to put out two massive performances. Uh, France at home, I'd expect them to win. And you know what? I do expect them to get the bonus point. If they want to come out here and make a statement in the 10th, they have to go and get the bonus point. Not only that, but knowing that England are going to go and get the bonus point against Italy, it makes it even more crucial. So the way I look at it is, Ireland next week should have 14 points. England are more than likely going to have 15 points. England are going to play Scotland in the last game of the season. You know what I mean? That's always a big game, the Calcutta Cup. And we're going to have to obviously hope Scotland either do us a favour or England only win by four points. I don't know whether if Ireland win, it goes on tries or go on the head-to-head and England win the Six Nations anyway, if they do beat Wales. It's going to be very, very touching. It is going to be very, very tight. But Ireland looks like they need 10 points out of their next two games. Well, the thing is, the French team really have nothing to play for. They played three, only won one lost two you know I mean I don't think they're going to be like absolutely buzzing to come over to Ireland you know no I, I don't personally think they are either and I'm also going to be very interested to see what way Ireland line up against France as well but what way are you looking at the team now because obviously we've changed the team a lot 
who's really stood out for you and in, in the team that's done really well? Obviously, P- our mate Peter Romani, the, the happiest man on earth when he saw he met us for a photograph. But uh, who do you think is actually uh, really standing out? For me, will we go, do you want to go through the team or? Well, just, just name players. a few names there, man. Yeah. Uh, I think obviously, te- we've changed so. Yeah. How many players have played? Over 30. Yeah. Well, I think the front row is going to stay the same. It's going to be Healy, Cronin, and Furlong. I think Healy and F- um, Furlong definitely have are the best two props we have. Well, be- no chance for best, no? Uh, well, best in a hooker. I prefer Sean Cronin, but whether he'll actually pick Sean Cronin, I doubt it, because best is the captain. I think this is the best time now, excuse the pun, to actually go for the team that he was like, do you know what? If I'm going to go all out, this is the team I pick. Yeah. Barring injuries. I'd put it this way. Sean Cronin is the top try scorer in Europe. And if we need to score tries against France, I'd pick Sean Cronin. Okay. So there's the front three. Um, second rows, there's been a lot of change, a lot of injury. Who have we had played yeah. so far? James Ryan, Devin Toner, Alton Dillon. Henderson. Uh, Willie LaRue, Henderson. I'd pick James Ryan, Ian Henderson. Uh, I think they're both ball carriers. They're both good tacklers. Uh, I feel like they're the best two second rows we have available. Do you think Henderson's better than um, Devin Toner, yeah? I think he offers more. Just more I mobile. Think, yeah, I think Toner's just a massive line-out option. And I don't even know if he's back fit. Either. See, Hen- Henderson's also, he's a bit of a sniper. So if yeah. he picks something out of the rook, he'll run. Whereas Toner is just sort of like... Toner's like, ah, the tall fella has it. Yeah, he's yeah. like, the spoiler's running around. Yeah, the spoiler's let loose in the baby stadium. You, you, can't, you can't catch him off guard. Like, you basically... Devin Toner can't do a trick. Yeah, you know he's not mean? really that mobile. Yeah, he can't. He can't uh, kick it and run. Yeah. So uh, although Devin Toner is supposedly really good at drop kicks, <laughs> obviously just made that up. The face like, you made there. I was like, wait, am I supposed to know that? <laughs> uh, and then the back row, uh, Peter Matney in at six. Like he's probably yeah. been our best player in the tournament, if that's, not in the that, top three. That fella is just. You and look, I, he loves playing for Ireland, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. You can picture him lifting the trophy if we win. He the should be the captain. Yeah. Um, Man, he's. He's just such a dog, man. Yeah. And then Sean O'Brien at seven. He was brilliant in the Scotland game. Um, okay. Like, I'm not actually overly sold as him as seven. Like, I actually didn't realize how good Dan Levy was up until we are missing him. Uh, and I think Jack Conan's going to come in and stay at eight. I think he's doing all right so far. If CJ Standard's fit, I, I can see Standard being picked, but I think Conan might get that uh, number eight spot. Yeah, I think CJ's out for a while. So you think that it's going to be, obviously, a Madney? Uh, O'Brien... Conan okay and then I, I think scrum half's going to be Conor Murray if he's fit yeah. he can't not play him he might not be on his best form of his career but I've, I I think you're foolish not to pick Conor Murray no. uh, then obviously Johnny Sexton no, there's no one really even pushing at out half oh, sorry scrum half no no one's really I don't even. think so Luke McGrath he's sort of been dropped not really hasn't he uh, yeah Marriman, Marriman like really ever since he broke his leg it hasn't really been seen hasn't seen yeah uh, oh, John Cooney's actually done alright he has scored a try Oh, he scored as well, so yeah. like, but I don't think that's enough. Also, he's playing for Ulster, so it's a bit like he has no connection with either of the out halves. Yeah, as opposed to if you have Murray there, he's played so many games of Sexton, and now he's yeah. now he's scrum half with Carberry at Munster. So yeah. it's a bit like that's it. Uh, obviously, Sexton at out half. You know, I mean, you can't not pick the best player. What, in the world. what do you make of Sexton at this um, Six Nations so far? He doesn't look happy. I think that's his, that's his main thing. Why? Um, Players around him were obviously dropping the ball against Italy. I think it really like pissed him off how poorly they played against uh, England. And also, he keeps on being targeted. He keeps on being hit off the ball. And like that's clearly just kind of like eventually piss you off. He thinks that the, he reads the game just differently than yeah. everyone else. He's like, I don't know. He's just uh, and he's a perfectionist as well. Yeah, hundred percent. 
and then centres oh, do you think anyone else is pushing him at all How obviously like Kirby is Car- doing well when he came Carby's on Kirby's there he which does is well good. comes on which is good you know I mean, at least at least we know that we're not absolutely dead if yeah. Johnny Sexton's out. Yeah, no, we're definitely not dead. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, like I know, but Carby's a, done well. A comparison of what it's like. Um, trying to think of like another sport where you take someone out and you put someone in, and it's like it's great, but just quite not quite as good. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, maybe it's a bit like you know, Man United have the head. They take him off. They put on Romero. He's a great goalkeeper, but. He's not the head. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a fair analogy. Yeah. No, no, no. One hundred percent agree. But like, it, at, at least like, remember at the beginning when we first started doing the build up for yeah. the Six Nations that we were like, here, can Carberry really step it up? Yeah, and he did against Scotland. And yeah, and the answer is yes, he can. Yeah. May not be the same. It's a different style. It's like yeah, it's like a left footer and a right footer. Even yeah, he sort of, he sort of yeah. runs it a bit more, and he's yeah. a bit he's a bit sneakier almost. Yeah, he's more of a young young dog. Whereas yeah. Sexton knows that he has to just. Yeah, try not be touched as but in like fairness, to say, the Sext- conductor of the orchestra conductor yeah but he's get, he's going into contact and stuff like yeah. Sexton's not bottling anything oh no, no Sexton makes all his tackles and he has no problem taking yeah. the ball into contact it's just a bit more so like you almost want him to be more Tom Brady-esque as in like avoid the hits because yeah. you want to keep him on the pitch yeah because the other teams like they tackle him differently the way they tackle the rest of the players they're like Sexton smash him you yeah. know what I mean yeah uh, although like he is quite tall though yeah, as well. but it's almost like he's wearing like a red shirt it's like get him yeah yeah a bull <laughs> yeah. yeah aim for the red yeah uh, centres this is where it's going to be this quite is, strange this is where we like, need to start sorting things out yeah because we've had too many different bits of chopping and changing um, and this for me I'd like to see Henshaw 12 Ring Rose 13 I don't think uh, that's really been working you know that uh, unfortunately I know you don't think it has it hasn't for Ireland but for Leinster it does work well for them and I'd like to see them give that a go well that's the only one thing they have going for them yeah. I think yeah they played together for Leinster because like Bundy and Farrell look very very good at 12 and 13 but I'm looking for like that extra bit of continuity and then you have Sexton Henshaw Ring Rose. how many times they like ran all their moves for Leinster and Ireland I 100% agree with you right but I feel like Henshaw and Ring Rose, one of them needs to be subbed out for either Bundy or Farrell. Yeah. I, I, I just think, like, those two guys, when I look at Henshaw and Ring Rose, I'm like, those guys are, are not light, but they're they're not, like, smash ball the way Bundy and Farrell are. So I feel like you need a bit of a, a bit of a different a taste of both. You need both best of both worlds. You need... You want a bit of flair and a bit of crash. Yeah, you need a flair and a crash, not yeah. just all flair or all crash. Yeah, yeah. You know I, I, mean? get, I, get, I get what you mean. I even, you can um, even put, I feel like even the way you can put Earls in centres, like, I mean, obviously that's not going to happen because he's been doing amazingly out in the wing. You don't want to bleed and change everything. But uh, the way Earls can cut a line and it's uh, something that some of these lads haven't reached that point yet. Yeah, I think that I think that's one of Ireland's problems. Their centres are so good. But also, you can't really have a centre on, on the bench because you can't really have Bundy Aki on the bench because you can only play centre. Yeah. You can't have Chris Farrell on the bench because you only play centre. You know what I mean? I know Henshaw and Ringrose, they can sort of go on the wing. Well, Ringrose can sort of go on the wing and Henshaw can sort of play fullback. Sort of. They have, they have in the past, but like, it's not the same, really. You know what I no. mean? Who's, um, who's grabbed the centre jerseys? That's the thing. Like, no to one's me, grabbed every it. time Chris Farrell plays, is actually brilliant. Yeah, so there you go. He should but start. Like, I, think, I think I'd rather have him at 13 and Henshaw 12 just because I think Henshaw has that bit of sort of almost O'Driscoll magic that like yeah. he can make something happen the only problem with Henshaw is that like he could, he could be injured after 10 minutes exactly yeah you know that's the like, problem whereas so Bundy's so solid so we're going to have to go for Farrell at 13 yeah I, I think mean, he deserves it the most yeah and then I think I'm just going to say Henshaw 12 
I think the Henshaw and then bring ring, ring rolls on. Or would you not make would you not make Farrell number twelve and then yeah, but is it Henshaw or ring rolls uh, number twelve? Everyone likes to try and say 13. Farrell should play twelve because Crash Ball. Yeah, because he's big. But Farrell never plays twelve, so I I know a lot of people go. I should be able to play both, but yeah. it, it's those little minute differences that, like, you're playing a position that you're not used yeah. to playing. Well, the big difference is, the big thing is, you're either the first man or the second man get yeah. the ball off the, the out half. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Who would you like to see in the centres? Look, I, I think we need either Bundy or Farrell in there. I feel like Farrell's at the bottom of the queue. Yeah. Just because name recognition, and in fairness, Bundy never comes out of a game not looking great. But, um, yeah, Bundy never does less than a 7 out of 10. Yeah. But Farrell has everything, man. He's like big, strong, obviously good enough to play for the team. Like every time he's played, yeah. he's done well. Whereas like Ringrose and Hen- uh, Henshaw haven't grabbed the jersey. There's, a jer- there's two jerseys there to be grabbed, I've which is to, unbelievable. I have to tell you, last week I actually saw, before they went to Italy, I saw uh, Chris Farrell, Kilcoyne and Peter O'Mahony walking down the, walking down Grafen Street together. Did you? I was a bit like, First of all, I recognized Peter Armani straight away because he smiled at me, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but then I was like, oh, there's Chris Farrell. I was like, he's so like inconspicuous, yeah. if you know what I mean. As yeah. in like, he can probably get away with walking around. In a suit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, you know what? There's just something about... There's something about Gary Ringrose that I think is just brilliant. And like, I would like to see him play, but I don't want to see him when he's at his best, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And I feel like Chris Farrell's probably... Gives the most consistent performance in the green jersey. So does Bundy, but like as you say, like that's too smashy, smashy. Yeah, yeah. So like, if you want smashy, smashy, you give the ball to Sean O'Brien. I feel like if we had Farrell and Henshaw, they'd be a better partnership. Yeah. I feel like Ringrose would do better if it was with Henshaw. Yeah. So like, if okay, so we're gonna go for the backs: Murray, Sexton, Henshaw, Farrell. Yeah. And then who are we going wingers and fullback? Obviously, uh, fullbacks currently full stop. I, I think the, I think the backs three pick themselves. You have Stockdale, Stockdale Earls, Earls. Um, and Carney and that's it. Yeah, you and then, I mean? yeah, and then Farrell has uh, obviously has Earls who monster monster yeah. monster monster Mons. Yeah, <laughs> monster Mons. Yeah, man, that, I think that team's like I think that's a good team. Yeah, I, I I think that team could definitely get the job done against France. I think at home. I think Stockdale could end up scoring two or three tries against France. Um, he, look, he's lying. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, he's a special special talent. He is. He really really is. Yeah, I actually love covering this rugby stuff because. Uh, like you really look into it a bit deeper than just your average you know fan. I like the way we pick the team before the team comes out, so then we can see how many we got right. But uh, in terms of the centers, just to go back, because I think that's been the biggest talk point of the Six Nations. Yeah. Because we don't really know who to put in there. I think Schmidt is going to pick Henshaw and Ringrose, but I think he should pick Henshaw and Farrell. You think he that's- should pick Henshaw and Farrell? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I think he will pick Henshaw and Ringrose. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he has like he has a lot of like loyalty to them. Uh, yeah, I feel like also that's like the safest choice. Yeah. As in, like, and people Sextier. can't really give out and be like, you picked two lads who played together yeah. for Leinster, who won the European Cup. Sextier, uh, sextier on paper as well. Can't really yeah. blame him as well. But yeah, obviously we're taking on Ireland or taking on France, and we actually made sure to wear Ireland jerseys yeah. today as well. But uh, we're obviously taking on France on Sunday, and then. Uh, Hope we 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 a hundred percent need the bonus point, and then uh, we'll be playing again the day after Paddy's Day, Ross Man. What? Yeah. So look, looking really very, very, very much so. Oh no, sorry, this that's right. Day before Paddy's Day, excuse yeah. me, Saturday the sixteenth. Paddy's Day is Sunday the seventeenth. Yeah, we take on Wales in the Principality Stadium, formerly known as the Millennium Stadium. Uh, look, 
I just want to see Ireland put in performance uh, this time out. Yeah. I just want to stand, sit there, watch Ireland play France and go, you know what? That was a good result. Yeah. That was a good game. Yeah, because all the interest will die off if we lose. Yeah, yeah exactly. And France are there to be beaten as well. There, there's yeah. not a lot of camaraderie going on there. There's a lot of chopping and changing. They're in a worse situation than us. There's, there's, and we're at home. And what happens most of the time when you're at home, you win. Yeah, the, the French rugby team seems to be in disarray. They haven't finished in the top three in the Six Nations in the last six years. So, like, obviously, they're doing dreadful. So, therefore, they're there for the take. Well, although, they, although they beat Scotland in the last game, 27-10. Yeah, so do we beat Scotland in Scotland. You know what I mean? They beat Scotland in France. Yeah. So I expect us to go there, get the job, or let them come here. We'll get the job done. France are notoriously known for not traveling well as well. So come on, the Ireland. Let's get the job done. Let's win four tries minimum. Yeah. And then we'll be covering it again all next week as well. So hopefully come out with a win. Yeah. So guys, if you do love the rugby show, definitely give us a shout out. We love doing an extra show for you guys. You guys love the rugby show. We've got really good feedback from us so far. Yeah, so, um, yeah, huh. thanks a million for listening. And guys, as always, stay, stay energized. energized.